Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Welcome back, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. We're very happy to have you here in episode 102. This is a big, big topic that we're talking about this evening. Bilderberg Group, something that Brandon was interested in here. You kind of made it seem like you weren't overly interested in the Bilderbergs, but you just you do want to talk about it because it's a heavy hitter in the global on this global stage, in this globalist world that we're slowly drifting towards. And the Bilderbergs definitely, definitely play their part. But I got some shit on my mind that right. I want to get into, dude, okay? Um, this mask stuff, dude, it is really wearing thin on me. Yeah, I went yeah. to Dollar General the other day, and this is a deliberate call-out to Dollar General, okay? Walked in there after a long day at work. I do have a day job because there's not enough of you people paying us yet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, working my eight hours, nine hours, get home. But before then, I, I got to stop at Dollar General, just the, the closest uh, little shitty store next to me. And I walk in there. I got my little uh, gator around my neck, not wearing it. Walk in. The uh, little cuck behind the counter says, hey, uh, pull up your mask. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. I walk down the aisle. And this little babysitter hovers over me and says, hey, man, put your mask on. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. And I just kept walking. And he does this. He goes, get out. Like, instead of just being like, dude, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. He says, get out. Like, like he fucking owns what I do. He's a fat little fuck. And he's telling me how to be healthy, right? And granted, I'm not the most in shape, but I could definitely work this motherfucker. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. And this guy tells me to get out of Dollar General. And you know what I wanted to do? Okay, I wanted to do violent things, but I didn't. I, I let it sit. I was like, okay, did this you, guy. Did you turn into a Darren? Did you ask to see the manager? No, I didn't. A Darren, that's a good one. I've never heard Darren. I've just, you know, everyone, everyone gives Karen a lot of grief, but Darren doesn't get enough flack, right? <laughs> But no, I didn't turn to a Darren. I was just like, okay, whatever, dude. I'll go to the dollar store across the fucking street. They didn't tell me to wear my mask. Just walked right in there, grabbed my dog food, and left. But instead of doing something violent or you know, uh, using uh, something with the Second Amendment, going in there and doing some bad things, I did something much worse, okay? okay. I called Dollar General headquarters and reported him for racial comments. Oh, shit. So, so you, you did call the manager. Well, I called corporate. I didn't call the direct manager, but I did. I, that's the worst thing that someone can be accused of is being racist. Needless to say, I have not seen him in there since, and this is a true story, but I hope he got fired. I was going to come up with this really elaborate story that, like, you know, someone that I knew, like my, my kid, which I don't have a kid, but like my kid was really sick and like, you know, I'm just having a rough day. Just let me just buy my shit and go. But you ended up being the psyop here. I ended up. Yeah, I really, <laughs> really gave it to him. And I hope that I got him fired. And I'm never spending another dollar at Dollar General again for that. 
You know, I mean, dude, like, why are you going to fucking babysit people like that? You know what I mean? He's not part of the Bilderberg group. He's not part of these. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He doesn't know about the PCR test or Kerry Mullins or any of this shit. Sheep, right? Yeah, dude, he's a little bitch. So fuck you, dude. I hope you're listening. You know where I fucking live, probably. Because of the Dollar General Secret Society shit. That won't help you uh, narrow down where my cousin Ryan lives, by the way. There's Dollar Generals all over the outskirts of Tucson. There is, yeah. There's Dollar Generals all over the place. But, dude, like, this fucking guy, man, it just pissed me off. That just happened, like, you know, a week or two ago. I wanted to see how it worked out. But I haven't seen this little fuck since that. So I hope uh, that he... uh, I've only gone in there one other time, so... Maybe he's not really uh, too active in there, but hopefully I took him down a peg. Right. And uh, he was accused of being racist, so it's going to be hard for that little piece of shit to find a job. So <laughs> fuck you, dude, if you're listening or if you're just out there. I'm putting this out in the ether. Fuck you and your family, okay, with the mask. I'm tired of it. But please, everyone, keep positive energy, as my cousin always says. Yeah. That's, that's the way to live. And yeah. keep listening to the Dangerous World podcast. <laughs> and uh, don't report us for racism, even though we did talk about like some anti-Semitic things. We were sticking up for the Jewish people, though, in our last episode. There's a lot of the shape-shifting talk going on, and we we're just trying to kind of like show that what we're doing here is trying to shed some light on the real issues. You know... The Jews aren't out there to get you. No one is, other than these mask people. You know what I'm saying? Mainly wasps, as I mentioned. Yes, Yes, dude. There's wasps in every every race, color, creed, whatever. Um, But, dude, I I mean, like, that just wore on me, dude. It it fucked my entire week up. Uh, It was just stewing. So I just had to call and report him for racism. I'm glad glad you started off this episode with with such a a positive fervor behind you, man. Yeah, well, you know, I try and keep that good energy. And, dude, have you, like, another thing, too. Have you seen this thing with the the Run DMC vaccine um, song? No, what is this? You haven't? No, what is this? Dude, we need to play that song in this episode at some point because... Uh, I feel like the the overlords, probably some of them participating in the Bilderberg group, go and they're like, how can we get the urban youth to accept the vaccine? I know Run DMC, an 80s hip-hop group. <laughs> that That is what the kids are tapped into. But no, dude, it's like just a catchy like bullshit rap song, uh, hip-hop song, where they're talking about like, we can get back to normal. Let me inform you. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's that dude. bouncy, weird, like almost dude, like nursery rhyme rap from the 80s. It's cartoon yeah. rap. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my goodness, dude. Like these people are stretching so hard. And then you got this Bill Gates video coming out comparing them to Superman and Batman, Iron Man, all this stuff, dude. And uh, it's just a insane way. It's like Propaganda 101 where, um, you know, we came a long way from... Uh, from NWA, which stands for Neo-Fascist with Attitude, if you didn't know that. Okay. Have you heard of that group? But, um, dude... I it, like that much better than, their, than, the real than name? you saying the real name. So, yes, go <laughs> Yeah, ahead. I'm not going to say the real one. Uh, but, yeah, Neo-Fascism. Not, not, not on the podcast. Not, that's not the, recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I say that when the recorder's off. But, no, no, I don't. <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just repeat it. Um, no, yeah, Neo-Fascism is the new N-word. So, I mean, like, well, that's just what it is. Neo-Fascist with Attitude. Um there's a lot of fucking weird stuff going on in the world, though, dude. Gavin Newsom's getting recalled. Andrew Cuomo is under some heat for killing grandmas and grandpas. Um, and, dude, dude, I mentioned, too, to you earlier that Newsom, uh, he has enough signatures to get recalled, but he wants signatures verified, which he was a, a staunch critic of when the election of 2020 was going on. So when his head is on the guillotine, he wants, he wants signatures verified. He wants everything on the up and up. But if it's about getting Orange Man out... 
eh, verified signatures are not worth it. What's your excuse? Well, I, I think what's his name? Lee, uh, who is the guy? Harvey who, Oswald. No, no, no. The guy who is uh, informing Trump about the, uh, the the voter fraud stuff. What you you kept calling his name up? Mike Lindell. No, no, no. The other guy. Anyways, one of uh, Trump's closest allies uh, in that push uh, also got called for uh, illegally voting because he voted from South Carolina. I, I, he was he was registered in South Carolina, but so voted, what does that have to do with a nuisance recall signature thing? Because he's afraid of the fact that the Republicans are the ones who are about to be cheating. So he he you think honestly, dude? In his mind, I'm sure he actually does think that like most of the people in California like him. You can hear what people are saying about this dude. It's obvious they want someone that's going to keep all wineries open instead of just his, so he can make more money off of his wine. Well, people are seeing well, right through him. Also, Trump was also calling for signature verification. So now Gavin yeah. Newsom is doing exactly what Trump would have called for in his own election here. You too. just made my point, dude. That's what I'm saying is that Trump. But wants- I'm saying if you're thinking that there is fraud in this, it will be more readily. Available. Avail- uh, uh, readily obvious because of this intrusion. Oh no! What, it's fine. Instead of instead of you guys calling his recall election, which I think he will win. Uh, yeah, he also, probably will. Also, also rigged too. Yeah, he'll win for the same reason that Nancy Pelosi is still Speaker of the House. It's the rigging, clear rigging, dude. It, like you can tell. I I haven't talked to one Californian that is like, oh yeah, Gavin Newsom's doing the right thing. People are sick of him, dude. Him and Cuomo, like these far left, like the Michigan uh, governor, she's gonna come under some heat next. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, all well, these because uh, signature verification was the last thing that Trump was pushing for before. Uh, but I, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. So now that now that Newsom, uh, uh, Newsom will gruesome, gruesome Newsom. 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 I call well, him uh, Gavin American Psycho Newsom. <laughs> he does. He does look a lot like Patrick Bateman there. <laughs> but uh, just that you guys will have the evidence. And when he, I think, wins, uh, not willing to put any money on it because I don't actually know too many Californians and how they feel about it. And there's a whole exodus, and it's obvious that arms are changing, and this happens in globalization. Like fewer in, uh, influential people will be based in uh, in in California. Yeah. Uh, come time for this uh, this actual election, so we'll get a chance to see, and hopefully by your guys' own standards, it will be verified. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's only one one way to verify signatures, and that is uh, changing them yourself, and and that's how they do things uh, over <laughs> but, there in communist dude, California. Dude, all of the. <clears throat> Really, all of the groans that Trump supporters were making while he was president and since then to detail, to describe the ways in which the New World Order has fucked him over, it is based in the influences of groups like the Bilderberg Group. So you mentioned, yeah, honestly, they are a bit of a vanilla like conspiracy theory group because there's not a whole bunch of shady shit that you would call conspiracy theory going on around them. There's quote-unquote shady shit just going on in their ranks. Like you just look at who is on the official guest list and it looks shady in and of itself. Like you don't have to you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to acknowledge that this is where the movers and shakers get together. This is the the dark shady room. I personally am actually thankful that they're doing it in these kinds of meetings because when you instead of instead of just, you know, phone calls, which we know that they can make all the time, including from 1954, which was when the first uh, Bilderberg meeting was 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 initiated or was held um, in the Netherlands, uh, in the Bilderberg Hotel. That's where they get their name. This is uh, about 60 miles away from The Hague. Uh, we'll talk about the influence uh, of The Hague and why that just that geography is important there. 
the hotel's still there. Actually, you can you if you can manage to find yourself a flight to the Netherlands in this pandemic here, you can stay there for about 125 bucks a night. It's actually a really, <laughs> to be honest, not not sticking up for them. They're not an advertiser here, but it is a beautiful property. Um, the members of the group are called the Bilderbergers, even they even though they would go on to meet at different places uh, over the next 70, uh, 70 or so years. What would the Bilderberger be if it was a hamburger? You think? Oh, let's see. So it's got to be something that will kill you. Right, it's something that looks, looks good but will kill you. So something that's a attra- it's got to be like the devil, right? Attractive. See, I'm- I was trying to go somewhere like globalist uh, burger. Like, oh, so it's got to be it a fusion. Go straight to death. It's got to be a whole. It's got to be a whole fusion of a whole bunch of cultures. Yeah, so you maybe saying. you got like the burger, but then there's like a little bit of. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fake burger. It's definitely a fake burger. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Synthetic, like Bill Gates. Yeah, was. it's the Impossible Burger. Yeah. Okay, so we got the Impossible. They call it the meat. In- Inevitable Burger. And you can't have bacon on there because, like, Jewish people and Jewish people. And <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, no peanuts. The inevitable for the, li- for the libs. Yeah, no peanuts for the uh, peanut allergy people. No bacon because Jewish people and Arab people are scared of pigs or they think they're superheroes or whatever. You can't have any phallic symbols, so no full peppers because they they represent mal- uh, masculinity. You know. So are we just talking like plain fake burger, no bun? I think it's just a Big Mac. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck it. <laughs> okay. Derails that. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Go ahead with the history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, the members of the group are called the Bilderbergers. So um, they are initially chaired by this guy, Prince Bernard of Netherlands. The the uh, the Netherlands are still actually like a recognized monarchy, similar to the way that that uh, England is, right? So they have a definite republic system, but there's still royalty going on. Um, she would go on to to lead for a long ass time, and uh, we'll get into the the funky stuff that, that that the prince was up to around this time too. He actually uh, chaired it, like I said, for about for about twenty years after that, um, and that is uh, the, his connection. We we will get into because he has obviously linked just by being in the House of Orange, um, which is their royalty family, to uh, to the Dutch India D- Dutch East India Trading Company. Um, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of political powerhouses just coming out of the dissolution of that organization as well. Anyways, at the first meeting, in attendance were a bunch of these international industrialists, right? So you got people who are in charge of making oil, making plastics, publishers, ship owners, right? Who are big big uh, players in just international trade, um, and arms manufacturers. Absolutely can't be uh, military can't industrial be, complex. Absolutely yeah. can't be ignored here. Uh, you also got lawyers, labor organizers, politicians from both the U.S. and then also parliament uh, systems from from all over Western Europe. Um, the sixty to seventy participants uh, have been confirmed to be at this at this uh, at this first meeting in 1954. However, you know the full list of participants. Who knows, right? Like, who knows if that's actually everyone that that was there, and if the discussions that were recorded in the notes um, were actually the full length of what was being discussed? Because this this meeting went on for I, I think three days, uh, and the under in that meeting they went by what's called the Chatham House rules, which we've talked about before, but it's where the participants are sworn to secrecy about who was there. Not necessarily what was being said, not necessarily the 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 the, uh, the intelligence, the wisdom, the plans, right? The devious plans, uh, 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 what they were being, what was that what were being discussed? Those you can talk about, just not who they came from. So, this manifesto of who was there, who really knows? Um, let's see. In the uh, oh, in tw- uh, 2013, though, this Census Bureau whistleblower discovered the original documentation from the meeting in the DC University Library. He took pictures of the documents uh, showing 
the documents show a list of in- attendees from which I get this 67 to 70 people going. Uh, it's available online and it looks, it's actually only about 28 pages long. And seven of those are just dealing with the attendees uh, and talking about where they come from. It goes by like what industry they're in and then what uh, nationality they come so from. So it's like that little graph that I was showing you where like the, the, the least powerful people are there less frequently or, or do they kind of shuffle through who their uh, cast is for the given year? They definitely shuffle through the past. We'll see people uh, as disparate from, uh, you know, the the, the the changes that happen here are from the Dutch royalty being there. And then from Dutch, uh, then it's Dutch politicians uh, about 40 years later that start showing up. And then you've got American industrialists, uh, senators showing up. But then you have people that are close to the president, as we'll talk about in a little bit in later years, uh, showing up. I think most uh, uh, recently in 2019, spoiler alert, Jared Kushner and uh, Mike Pompeo went went to that one, too. Oh, you're picking on them. How many Obama administration? <laughs> for, you know, for the record, dude, Jared Kushner is the Antichrist, dude. He's fucking he's, terrifying. He's but like, like, it goes along with your Jew hating, man. Well, I mean, he's not really, he's one of those fake Jews that the Sephardic Jews are talking about, <laughs> oh, right? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's yeah. just, just to tie it back. But dude, um, with, uh, with, with all of the, 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 the finger pointing and everyone going in through the Bilderberg group, um, do you, do you see anyone that really stands out other than like people from Trump's cabinet that, that are there repeatedly or, or is it just so random? The, 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 no, it's definitely not random. The well, yeah, pr- random's a bad word. My bad. But and it's definitely, I mean. so, so, but no, for sure, for sure. It's not like just some smorgasbord of like, hey, let's make sure everybody comes. They do have some rules talking about the fact that they want someone from the left and from the right from each uh, parliament in Europe and each, uh, well, each of the, it initially starts with just uh, the U.S. participating uh, in these meetings, but then it expands to Mexico and uh, and Canada. But they, uh, along with these notes that the guy discovered, he also came up with, let's see, what are these pages? I don't want to lose my spot here. But they actually actually found the initial, um, the original uh, invitations to the Bilderberg meetings. Ooh, we're yeah, going to yeah. have to post that as a... I will, I will, but just so I can read it, just so I can make a little more content here. Yeah, that's here. I should appreciate it very This is from... <clears throat> This is from the guy who founded it. So it's the Prince of the Netherlands. Yeah. What's his name? It's like Raffin or. Let's see. Let's see. No, no, no. That is. Because there was one guy named like Yusuf something. Ber- uh, Bernard of Lippe Bisterfield. Okay. So there was another individual that was like raised to be very patriotic, but he hated war. And yeah. he was like one of the initial founding members of so, Bilderberg. So the uh, this is to a George C. McGee, who I believe is a. Uh, I believe was a was an American senator, some Irish fuck. It sounds like, <laughs> but he said, but he sends. Uh, I should appreciate it very much if you would attend an unofficial international conference, which is to be held in the Netherlands at the end of May. At this conference, a number of problems confronting Western civilization today will be discussed. Its aim being to stimulate goodwill and mutual understanding through a candid exchange of views. Further details may be found in the enclosure. I should be grateful if you could let me know no later than May 1st whether you will be able to attend. I look forward to uh, welcoming you on May 28th. Again, this is the, the, the George C. McGee, and it's signed by the Prince of the Netherlands. So that's how cryptic it gets. And again, those Chatham House rules, they're made to actually inspire some can uh, some candor in these meetings, right? Because if you can't be tied back necessarily to what you said... You can you can let the, the the 
the reins loose a little bit. You can actually say what you really, really think. Again, what was listed in these notes, which I want to get into, whether that was actually the full length of the discussion, it seems... I mean, honestly, that these notes are laid out. It's like a list of somewhat disjointed quotes from people, and you, they have special, uh, specific attributions to them. So they have these long-ass quotes about the agenda at hand, and then they attribute them to the person who is saying it. Uh, it looks like they're not discussion notes, but like summaries of what each attendee's opinion on specific issues were, uh, as long as they were being discussed in the agenda items, they were listed there. Um, these agenda items were stances on like the Soviets that the Western world was going to take, stances on uh, dependent areas in the world and people overseas in general, right? This is where they start sounding like overlords, like uh, uh, tech technocracies and, and, and aristocrats. Even to you, dude? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is no, this is they're they're focused on corporate globalism, which is two things that I'm not comfortable with being together. I'm down with globalization and down with corporations, not, not down with corporations. You know, I, I actually do will. I actually will defend them from a whole bunch of the pushes on the left, like the uh, what is it? Uh, what was it during the the Wall Street financial uh, Occupy Occupy? Wall Street, yeah, that yeah. where they're just being they just want to. Some people just want to watch the the world burn, like the right. Joker. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like we live in a society. No, but, um, <laughs> but but so some people are like that. I I I will push back a little bit against some of the scares of um of corporatism. Good, good. But they're because they're, they're also talking about major economic concerns and policies and and European integration. Keep in mind. Let me set the set the landscape a little bit about what was happening in 1954. NATO had been formed pri five years prior to this. Under the Truman Doctrine, uh, the Truman Doctrine was something that that got kind of picked at a, a little bit over, uh, over the years of 1947 to 1948, and by 1949, it was a real solid power doctrine talking about how how the the uh, how America wants the Atlantic region of the world to operate. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president at the time in, in 1954, and both of these presidents. They established this overarching, they, they both of them, one was a, a Republican, one was a Democrat, but they both established almost the same kind of overarching foreign policy towards the Soviets that it's it's the same thing that we, it really is the same thing that we've lived under to some degree for the last 70 years. Um, and, and, and let me actually read one of the... Uh, one of the notes here, it's most notable because we talked about this organization in our last one. So this is from a, an Italian uh, gentleman, Mr. Pirelli, um, who uh, th around this time, keep in mind, guys, uh, Italy was going back and forth uh, in sides uh, over, the world, over World War I and World War II. And even after World War II, they were a little bit shaky as to whether they... The, the view from the Western world is that they're, they, they, they're, they're the most communist in the Western world that, that you can find. So I don't know about this guy's Mr. This guy, Mr. Pirelli's uh, in uh, real political standings, but he mentions a couple powerful organizations here. It says, and so I didn't have a ch chance to transcribe this, so it's a little bit blurry. But uh, in the in the source of sorry, in the course of two centuries, he says there has been great amalgamation of races in the United States, and finally an exhaustion of now of new lands to the West. This has finally led to a national mentality, just as the passage of time has led to national mentalities in Europe. And with this development, the United States 
has witnessed the organization of industrial workers, the interruption of the federal government in many affairs, and a disregard in provisionalism. These developments have brought us to a new sophistication and an involvement in uh, internationalism, international affairs that were formerly thought to be reserved for J.P. Morgan and company. So even here in the Bilderberg notes, they're talking about, listen, we're talking about restructuring the world in a way that we formerly only thought was possible to be done by one organization, uh, something like J.P. Morgan, or if not one organization, just a few of them. And this, again, this is five years after NATO has come around, which is one of the main things that President Trump, at uh, when he was president, was railing against, right? Like NATO, yeah. He's, he's saying, we'd give way too much to NATO's defense fund when uh, Europe isn't actually living up to their, to their expectations here. So in this way, President Trump is like actually funneling all of these ideas from back then. I mean, even even this guy from Italy, he says, we must remember that nationalism is a danger and that the communists will play on it. This is in 1954. You could swap him in and out with Rachel Maddow at this time, uh-huh. talking about that nationalism is something that, that <laughs> communism will play on so as to de- you know just break apart the bonds that we hold as a nation if you, if you really want to put your faith in, in the... That in that kind of symbolism, which I think is powerful, you know. Uh, so in all, Bilderberg really came to represent, it still comes, still does represent one of the highest groups on that, in that pyramid that we always look at. Like this is one of those think tanks that we're just like, they're right below the peak of it because there's so many powerful people meeting. Um, it, it's just that that is that is where the new world organization really finds its face. I mean, if there is nothing, if there is a new world organization, it looks like one of these groups. Holland's involvement in this, they're holding this in the Netherlands, and Holland's involvement in this, it's they're they're sanctioning these meetings, right? Because they're meeting just a few miles away from the Hague. Um, the, the fact that that the 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 Dutch have such such a yeah such, such an input into our economic history is really really crazy because you know how we, we talked before how like these these the deep states of these last uh three millennia that we've had they've changed hands from one group to another so we've got the egyptians then going to the greeks and going to the romans sure uh then the arabs then back to western europe and in, in the latin uh the latin part of the world and then over to the united states all these fluctuations from Holland's economic power—they seem to kind of line up with the way that power gets, re- the, the centers of power get redistributed uh, amongst all these different civilizations. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about about what the Dutch India uh, East India Trading Company has played into it, and how all its all of its inflection points play into our world history, and and how the New World Order could 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 be a thing to actually be concerned about. But what do you have here, man? Do you find it interesting that there hasn't been a chairman of the steering committee of the Bilderberg meetings that's from the United States yet? As of yet, it's been the Netherlands, as you mentioned, right up front, UK, Germany, UK again, UK again, Belgium, and then most currently in, you know, still to to this day, uh, France. So, I mean, we haven't had a United States politician or business owner that's in charge 
of putting together the meeting. We've had plenty of United States politicians, business people, uh, influencers, uh, you know, of, of mass scale join. But does this to you say that maybe th- like America's not as important to them as these other I, I don't know about importance level because in all of these notes, they do talk about the fact they, they, they are mainly concerned with the United States' other dealings in other parts of the world. Like they they focus a huge part in this initial me- meeting. Remember, they're they're scared about the spread of uh, of, of, of of Soviet communism uh, at the time. They're talking. Uh, they're kind of putting down America's force in the uh, in, in Korea at this point. So there's. It's it's almost like this validates that uh, conservative fear that Europeans are like always looking down on Americans, and sure. that we're the troublemakers in the world, and we're the ones who have to be rained down on. There's that. There's that uh, looking down through one's nose feeling through all of these notes. So what if it's all of these people that are put together and like backhandedly trying to sabotage America? You know what I mean? Because, again, you'd think that if America was included and this is all about and the focus is the United States and their policies and how it affects the rest of the world. I just find it interesting that we haven't had an American chairman. You know what I mean? It's It's weird. It it is true. But... (laughs) Honestly, the 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 metropolite in me actually says I'm I'm happy about oh, that. God, you got so many names for yourself <laughs> because 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 <laughs> he's we just we need to the, the the establishment of NATO is more a course of Europe learning from America, right? The 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 European Union is something that Eisenhower proposed and said we need like a United States of America. Well, Eisenhower met with aliens too. <laughs> That's true. So trust him. Take him with it with uh, take his wisdom with a grain of salt. But he's <laughs> the one. He's the one making Europe come together a little bit more and more easily interface then with America. Oh, with so, America. Gotcha. If, 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 yeah, Dude, with, what if that? What if that's why it's so secret? <laughs> Is that they don't want the United States knowing all the shit about the fucking aliens, dude. Because there are theories that it's like lizard people that run this Bilderberg meeting. It's, and anyone it's that gets so invited, high up these levels that, yeah, David Icke is specifically targeting these people, yes. The Bilderbergers? Yeah, absolutely. And David Icke is, is an interesting guy, too. He kind of looks like a reptile himself. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's interesting how, like, this dude, like, the 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 focus on this Bilderberg group is is interesting to me because me, even as who I am, the way that I fucking operate on a day-to-day basis, trying to string things together. I don't find much here other than the fact that it's just a bunch of rich and powerful fucks getting together and and, and planning things, similar to, like, uh, any other club. The Freemasons do it, Does right? it Does it feel more legitimate, this kind of meeting? Uh, than... Yeah, well, because, definitely. Because I, would, I, I have a, a hard time distinguishing where you think that the, the conspiracy because this is where this is where conspiracies happen they're outside of the bands of these absolutely notes, but is does it feel more legitimate there's just nothing to grab onto as far as like okay this person i mean other than the fact that like this person joined the bilderberg group and then five years later they're like exponentially more wealthy their their power has skyrocketed their popularity on the world stage has has developed much more intensely well, to tie this back to what you were talking about earlier, though, it doesn't seem like America is really the the aim of their discussions. I mean, they're talking about America's involvement in foreign lands, but really what it is the scarier thing to me is that they seem to be talking about these dependent nations and the way in which we should go about, quote unquote, uh, 
letting them find their independence, right? Because okay. independence looks very, very different in different. Yeah, if you're poor and you're independent, it's much different than if you're wealthy and independent I'll as tell a you, country. I'll tell you, as a country, if you're poor and quote unquote independent, you're fucked. You're not depend. You're not independent. Like there, you are, you are at least you know. Uh, digging up blood diamonds. Well, right? look what happens to these fucking countries when the United States puts sanctions on them. Like China is hurting yeah. right now. They'll never put that out there. Like even the United States media won't put that out there, but they have taken a big economic hit under the Trump administration. And you better believe they're going to make up for it now under, under, uh, you know, Biden. I, I, I still feel like Kamala is really in charge there. Right. Um, taking all of the orders from Obama directly. Probably. I, I feel like this is Obama's third term personally. Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, you can you can try to prove me wrong, but you just can't. I mean, like it's no. I think it's the same vein. I mean, he, he was his vice president. Well, still, but sense, I mean, yeah. like with uh, with Gore and Clinton, I, I don't think it would have been the same thing with Reagan and H. W. Bush. It was absolutely different, right? With you know, because H. W. Bush was Reagan's vice president, but then even though uh, Bush uh, Senior was a one termer. His policies were much more neocon, right? Like he was a war hawk. He was definitely into like fucking up the rest of the world. Reagan was all about peace. You know, he has that infamous, or I should say not infamous, but it's a, a very popular speech where he's saying like, I often wonder how united our world would become mm -hmm. if we discovered aliens were a real thing and they were trying to fuck us up. Right. They're, so Reagan is interesting. I actually think the bigger inflection point is back in with Ford and uh, Carter. So Ford has this, uh, was Carter Ford's VP? No, uh, Carter ran against Ford. And he won for and the one term. One of the main uh, reasons that that happened was in a debate with Ford and Carter, uh, Ford said something very similar to what the Bilderberg, the members of the Bilderberg meeting in 1954 were saying, or at least some of the members were, not the American ones, spoiler alert here, but that, that the communist threat is actually not a, a communist threat. Like the way that the Western world perceived communism actually ended in the night in 1917 with the uh, overtake of the Soviet Union under the Bolsheviks. Uh, Ford in the, it's actually called a gaffe. Like when you look back on it, because the, the host of the uh, presidential debate is like dumbfounded at the fact that Ford says this, but Ford actually says there, it, there has never been and will never be a communist takeover of Eastern Germany. I can assure you that. And the host is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you just saying that they're not in control of this? It comes from this Western, this European idea, these countries that are a little bit, little bit closer in arms with communist rule and not too scared of it. Um, that they're saying, look, this, this, and they're saying the same thing that, that, that popular Marxists today are saying that we never really saw Marxism come about uh, in, uh, in 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 Ru in Russia and all of the Soviet states. We were conjuring up this great. We were saying it was communism because we needed an enemy to fight against, but really it wasn't communism. That is that is hmm. not all of the story. The rest of the story, though, is is that these same leftist countries are then now today pushing the idea of for communism in your guys's view and socialism. And saying, "Look, it's nothing really what to mean worry." Your guys's. What are you saying with that? Like, like, so it's not so much about hating the, the, communists and communism, but it's just that us as Americans, we don't want to be a, a communist country. 
You know what I mean? We want to be, and we don't want to be socialists either. The majority of people, I don't think, want socialism. And the people, like, dude, I saw a study a while ago. Dude, I, every time I fucking I say that, I think of your yeah. the goddamn line in that skit. But when when uh, when we're talking about socialism, most young kids think that socialism has to do with social media. So a lot of people that want socialism and think that they want socialism don't even know what the fuck right, socialism is because everyone hates paying taxes. But then and you I get, always say to socialists, if you want to pay more taxes, you can always pay more taxes freely. You know, you're you're required to pay this amount. If you want to pay more taxes and you think that that will benefit things, pay more taxes. But when you dig below the surface level on these poll questions about, hey, do you support Social Security? An absolute socialist program right that th this is a redistribution of wealth sure well the, i mean it's about as socialist as a fire department the, i mean you can't well yeah because you got some you have some some common or schools some cause some common system well, local schools right you got private schools yeah well are, private schools are obviously different yeah right right so this is a this is a socialist program so once you actually go into the programs that are socialist in nature including the government uh the, yeah, not the government the military right absolutely funded and quote-unquote owned by the people these are these have massive support in them and people like trump will campaign on the idea hey i'm going to save your social security not yeah. you know realizing at the same time it is like that, that that's a socialist program you know? and i'm you know i'm interested in in why people support democratic socialism even the people that are educated on it when people think that like democratic socialism will be a rebranding of socialism uh or maybe they don't think that but that's what it is it's just you know it's it's like how Amazon uh, owns part of most of Whole Foods, you can use Amazon gift cards at at fucking Whole Foods, and all that they're all that Whole Foods is doing is taking a mediocre product, slapping an expensive label on it, telling you that it's organic, and selling it to you for a, a markup. So that's the that's my thing with democratic socialism versus socialism. I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but um, I, I just find it interesting that they don't that the people that support democratic socialism don't just realize that the government wants to get you into socialism because our dollars crumbling as we have discovered in the last few episodes most of our taxes go right towards the fed paying down our debt to china by the way so it's very interesting that people don't realize that if we just like dude if everyone stopped paying taxes at once the fucking government would crumble. You know what I mean? It would not be able to operate without everyone paying taxes. Unfortunately, most of our taxes just come directly out for our direct deposit checks, which everyone has that I know, unless you're working like starting your first job or, or you know, you're, uh, you know, just working at a restaurant kind of under the table or whatever. But it's, it's interesting to me that people don't see this. And I think that this is like what the Bilderberg group kind of puts together is they try to find ways to make all countries pay more mm -hmm. of their money to the like oligarchy or you know oligopoly or whatever you want to call it pay they they want slaves dude like these people at the top they want slaves they want every single person to barely get by have just enough hope and just enough dreams hope have just enough to want that product they want the amazon alexa they want the tesla they want this new fucking star wars looking car that toyota's coming out with they want the new product but what do they have to do because they don't have enough cash they have to what say it with me lease it yeah you missed it but lease it, it, it there, was a, there was a sound it's it, <laughs> a delay a, a delay on my microphone we're recording from remote I actually said at the same time yeah yeah no that was that was perfect but no so the thing is dude like when you when you lease something you're you're taking something that's thirty thousand dollars and you're paying sixty thousand dollars over five years, right? 
Yeah, did, did, you know, to me, honestly, and I'll we'll, we'll get into it here with with Holland's involvement. Uh, Don't say that sounds socialist or communist. It, no, it sounds capitalist. Uh, okay, good. It sounds absolutely capitalist. Yeah, I mean that is rebranding. I think is a little bit of a harsh term because then you're. I I think that that sounds a little bit nefarious. Renaming? Well, no, no. Rebranding is the thing that like capitalists do. You sure, know I mean? they 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 make this false sense of scarcity. Like, sure, Jeff Bezos is yeah. a great capitalist, but he's not. A moral capitalist. There is such a thing as moral capitalism. My pillow. You guys can say what you want about fucking Mike Lindell. The dude sells a product that, in my opinion, isn't incredible. But some people swear by it. I'm not dissing the My Pillow guy. I'm not dissing Mike Lindell at all here. Yeah. Because what he does is he takes something. To his credit, you can take this pillow and you can wash. It. You can own the fucking thing forever, and it does hold up. But me personally, I like a nice firm pillow, little memory foam action, and maybe he makes those. But like the the My Pillow I got for fifty bucks at Walmart. Just felt like a normal pillow to me. It wasn't anything that I was like coming into or anything, you know. If I'm going to spend fifty dollars on a pillow, I want it to have a fucking flashlight in it, yeah, or something. Better be able to suck my dick. Yeah, yeah, dude, like a a a a real doll pillow. (laughs) I wouldn't pay sixty dollars for a real doll. So like, if I'm getting a pillow, I'm expecting to get a blowjob and a fucking hamburger with my pillow. If I'm getting that much money for it, because like you can go to you know, Ross or any of these places like my broke ass shops at, and you can buy a quality pillow with copper fibers in it. So it's antimicrobial. So I can drool all over the fucking thing. You did though. Buy one, didn't you? I did buy one. That's the thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's, you know, the reason that I bought it, my mom actually bought it for me. Cause we were at Walmart together and like, I was hanging out with her and she was like, I know you said you needed a new pillow. You know how sweet my mom is. So yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. Let me buy you this $50 pillow. So she was the one that really got conned because we saw his dumb face on there and he really sells a product, I'll tell you. Him, him and Trump, dude, like they're they're two peas in a pod, man. Like salesman, they, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I respect the hell out of a good salesman, but I also fucking hate a con man salesman. I'm not saying that Mike Lindell is a con man salesman. He took a product that's some... Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, like that, that's the great thing about capitalism because yeah. you know what? If you lived in a communist country, you wouldn't be able to say that about your leader. That's the problem. That's the problem with communism. It's not just that... There wouldn't be a Mike Lindell, though. There would be some 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 commie guy towing It the wouldn't state be line, my right? pillow. It yeah. would be our pillow <laughs> is what it would be called, right? So that's the thing, dude. It's not, it's not fair... To be able to to say that like someone that just creates a product is like to blame for uh, people's opinion about the product, right. dude. People don't like Chevy. People don't like uh, Ford. People don't like anything. You can put out a badass product. You don't like iPhones. You'd, you'd rather have an Android, right? Arguably, the iPhone is the most innovative product of it's all better, time. Yeah, it's better. But you, for some reason, you like the Android. Maybe it's because you're you know a little a little. Uh, but it's just it's just <laughs> okay. it is it is what it is, right? So. Everyone has their own opinions about products. You can create a brilliant product and people aren't going to like it. That's what it was for my pillow for me. It's a great product. Right. But I mean, there's there's something something to be said um, about like the iPhone. What would that be called? Like the, the us phone instead of the iPhone. I mean, in communism. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, the, the, but that even Marxists today are talking about the fact that, that China's power, China's growth is not because of their communist efforts it's because of, they beat America. At no, capitalism. it's their tyrannical efforts. That's absolutely what it is. The weaker camps, which Joe Biden just made a speech supporting, by the way, that he supports the concentration camps in the, he was like in the, uh, the West, uh, Hills or mountains of, uh, China. That, that's where it is. That's what I'm talking about. He, I don't know if you saw that speech where he actually endorses the weaker camps. What did he say? 
Exactly what I said. Exactly. I endorse the Literally word for word. No, he didn't say I endorse it, but he's like, what's going on in the West Mountains of China? And he's talking about the Uyghur camps. What else is going on in the West Mountains of China? Name me one other thing going on in the West Mountains of China. Other well, yeah, but than, how did he talk about that? Is he saying that's a problem or is he saying that's He said what? like that's what they're doing. China does their own thing and us as Americans, we don't have any business telling them what they can do. And he, he I mean, it was it was pretty blatant how he's talking about. And yeah, he's not going to come out because the person in his earpiece isn't saying, hey, endorse the Uyghur uh, fucking concentration camps. What they're saying, though, is that they're saying, like, China has their business. Let them do their business because, hey, we're getting cheap Nikes. We're getting cheap iPhones. So let's not fuck that up. These people are getting paid two cents a day. And, yeah, they're getting beat. They're getting killed. They're getting gassed. Whatever. Let's not pay attention to that. Let's talk about how bad Trump fucked up the country instead of really kind of, like, trying to break up this second Holocaust that's going on in fucking china right now dude you know what i mean and this will get us banned i'm sure but it's just we gotta we gotta uh we gotta make it an even playing field the the reason that trump hated nato we're putting too much money in same thing with the who we're putting way more money into the who than china ever did you know what i mean that's why china's gotten rich the united states has been so generous not because the people want it because these politicians who are in the pocket of china want us paying more than china does because what is what are you doing if you're not spending your money you're saving it china's saving we're spending it uplifts china it it is it's a long game that china's playing everyone knows that you cannot invade the united states in kinetic warfare but the way that china and russia have outsmarted us is the same way that antifa and blm outsmarted the conservatives Everyone that we talk to is always like, what is BLM and Antifa going to do? They're going to come over here and smack us with their dildos or say that we're, we're saying hate speech. We can just shoot them if it comes down to a war. Well, they're not going to do that. They're going to dress up in your clothes. They're going to break into the Capitol and they're going to they're going to make you guys look like the crazy QAnon assholes instead of fighting because they know that they can't win a fighting battle. JFK talked about this shit, too where it's about infiltration rather than invasion. Invasion, you see it coming. Malcolm X says the same thing. The the white liberal is more dangerous to the black community than the white conservative because the white liberal is like a fox, where the white conservative is like a wolf. The white liberal comes at you smiling. He looks pretty. He looks nice. But as he's giving you a hug, he's stealing the wallet out of your back pocket. The conservative walks up, knocks you out, and steals your wallet when you're unconscious. I th- That's the difference. No, I th- and I think that that last dynamic that you talked about is the way, is what is laid out here in... Um, in the- so you don't trust Malcolm X. That's it, racist. No, it's that, the, that is the same way that these Bilderberg notes are laid out to where what they are saying, it's hard to be against this is one of the reasons why the Bilderberg group is just not as scary sounding as it seems because they come to you looking peaceful like they're 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 discussing That's dangerous they're, they're discussing the ways in which we peacefully go about making your life better yeah is by, what they're selling right? by quote unquote making you in more independence but they acknowledge in the same in the same notes in the same discussions that by making those countries overseas, especially uh, India, which was going through the Indonesia, uh, or excuse me, Indonesia, which is going through the uh, Indo-Chinese uh, uh, war at this time, um, that that making them independent is really just pulling them away from China's um, influence and Russia's influence and making them more beholden to the American and Western powers 
which that's that's the way that this third world sl- economic slavery thing works out is look at some point people in Africa are going to be under the financial thumbs of people more of, of countries more powerful powerful than them because they've been raped of their natural resources this entire fucking two two last two millennia here but and I don't agree with that I don't but, think anyone really does no, that know the facts that's the thing is, is that it goes it well, you don't agree with that that's a good thing or that that is happening? I would, no, no, I definitely agree that it's happening. But, but not it's that just, it's a good it's, thing, right? Absolutely not, okay. dude. I mean, like, so, how can how can anyone stand behind the idea that we go in and steal resources? If we're talking about oil, that's complete BS because oil is essentially an unlimited resource. It really is. People say that it's not, but it is. Well, I'll tell you one of the ways that it gets, it gets called for is uh, that it gets justified is things like children's. Uh, rights unicef is there they're, unicef's they're, a fucking trafficking right, right. Thing. Uh, so that can be but they what they advocate for is better working conditions for children what that ends up being is children then don't get to uh under child labor laws they don't become productive members of the family farm in sub-saharan africa yeah and now the 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 dad who was trying to sell all that stuff that these kids were help uh helping to harvest he can't sell that stuff, like organs and or, stuff. Yeah. So then, no, so then the daughters about. and the the older sons, uh, they have to go then. They got to work the plow. Well, they no, they have to go into the city. They have to then become be, start be, hooking, become part of the neoliberal mindset because they're all yeah. influenced by these by these Western uh, uh, institutions because they've in in install in at the same time that they're in. Uh, putting in children's rights and making sure that children can't work. And overall, I would argue increasing the betterment of, of children. They're drawing them into this economic system that will leech from them really economically. It's, it's still this financial imperialism. This is where I wanted to talk about Holland's involvement because Holland's got the, the Dutch India, East India trading company, right? So just some history on them actually on Holland first, Holland was actually a Republic for about 200 years, beginning in the uh, end of the 16th century and ending in the uh, in, in 1795. Now, again, getting back to this point where we kind of like trade off between who, what country is the target of the New World Order. This is a weird one because, again, Holland being a republic for 200 years in 1795, they trade off to the, the powers that be that were in the Dutch India East India Trading Company, which had these massive monopolies all over the world, they then seem to go to the fledgling American Empire around that same that's popping up around that same time, right? Because because uh, Holland then becomes a a a a, a monarchy system again under this House of Orange, which that same House of Orange is the same one that's been ruling since this Prince Bernard has been uh, chairing the. Um, or until this Prince Bernard has been chairing the Bilderberg meetings in, in 1954. Um, uh, the, the, Dutch, the, East India, Indi, the East India Trading Company was established in 1600, around the same time that they were a republic. Think of them as like the Amazon of the Enlightenment period, right? They were defunct in, in, in uh, 1874 uh, under, uh, this was when Indonesia was, was gaining its, uh, Indonesia and India were actually gaining their own independence and throwing off this economic slavery that the Dutch had them under for so many years. Dude, wh- however much they speak about international justice, like the, the, again, the Hague is located there. So people who the new world order will claim are the biggest and baddest criminals uh, in the world. 
they get prosecuted there when arguably they're the ones facilitating the biggest forms and the most propagated forms of economic slavery ever. Like they, mm-hmm. they uh, for over, over several periods of their history. Uh, I don't know why we get, why we hold the French up to such high standards about liberty and, and republicanism and such when the, well, a lot the, of people the, don't hold them up so high. Exactly. Exactly. So, but they don't then in their place, put the Dutch there because these are the people who are forming the ideas of republics during the Renaissance era and are kicking ass in a capitalistic manner. And it, they kind of stand in as the United States today. I mean, one of the reasons I actually don't have an iPhone is because of things like the, uh, the their, their 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 labor their labor forces that they then employ in uh, what's it called Foxconn, the labor forces that they employ in China. Like this is essentially like a Dutch East India trading company port, where you just go and send a whole bunch of labor forces and produce a whole bunch of shit. But the work conditions there, you can tell they're not they're not moral. But you if know? you don't think that they're making the same parts for the iPhone that they're making for the Android, probably in the same camps. I mean, like that's. Uh, let's see. Uh, Android is. Uh, is it Google. South? Is it South Korean? Uh, I'm and not exactly sure where they come from, but all that I know is that anyone that's making like the same same deal, like everyone gives Nike a lot of shit. Adidas is right right down there with them. Uh, Reebok, like all of these companies. The one that I know. Actually, Under Armour too probably probably does the same kind of shit. Like, there's no there's no major companies that you can buy relatively inexpensive, or like these companies that partner up with huge globalist uh, companies. Like, you know how how uh, Android will partner up with AT and T or Cricket or uh, any of these other cell cell phone providers. None of those products can be purchased without human pain, right? Of course, yeah, of yeah. course, dude. And so that's the that's the problem is when we try to partner up with these countries that uh, sort of uh, perpetuate the entire chaos or the suffering. I mean, dude, like we're going to have to realize that we're going to have to pay more for shit if we want to keep living the same lifestyle. Um, and it's not always in dollars and cents, right? It's always also in standards of living. It, yeah. And the way that they just... I mean, the world, in, even in the leftist view, the world has to continue on. And if for people to make money and if if global warming is a real threat, they would be the types of companies to say, hey, we need you guys to stick around, even though we uh, agree that most of you guys, the population has increased way too much and we acted too, uh, too late to control you guys. Now that we're in this situation, we need to propagate these ideas that we should concern, we should eat, you know, consume less. And so that the people at the top of, of, of the pyramid are suffering less from global uh, from from global climate change and are then left to benefit from the other kinds of economic, you know, imperialism that we're in, that we're installing. I mean, these lithium yeah. these lithium mines in, in China oh, God. that are yeah. coming to be like are powering the batteries that are going to store uh, solar energy. Those are coming from grief and pain. That is imperialistic shit. And it knows no it knows no national boundaries, right? And how it goes much across pollution. ideological it goes across ideological lines that don't care about communism, that don't care about uh, um, uh, capitalism. They just they just want to make money, which is an extra Fatter pockets. It's not it's not a capitalist it's not a communist thing. Like either of those don't own this. Want to be on the it's a human thing. It's a human. What's above a, capitalism, <laughs> socialism, communism? What's above it all? Elitism. I mean, what? There's got to be some kind of market scheme that these people run 
that is above everything. It just transcends all these different it, it, isms. It, I think the reason that it seems so scary is that it echoes of serfdom. Like it echoes to yes, yeah, yeah, monarch, yeah. monarchism go, of just of just economic monarchism. Correct answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I love that. That that serfdom. That moniker. Serfdom 2.0. That moniker of, mon- of 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 monarchism is just so so ingrained in us because all even the Western mainstream history is mainly talking about how bad monarchies were, uh, and and that we've gotten better at it, and yet we're still sitting here living under a uh, a financial monarchism to to a certain extent. I would argue that it comes through through it expresses itself mostly through corporatism and through economic slavery uh, of of the uh, the proletariat by the bourgeoisie. We have plenty of listeners who would disagree fervently with that. Uh, and then that's what the discussion is uh, is about, guys. So look at that sign, Bilderberger Stopen. It's kind of creepy too that this guy with the yellow flag looks like me from far away. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. He's got We're looking thing. at a picture of a uh, looks like a looks like a Scandinavian country. It says yeah. Bilderberger Stopen, Banken and Kozernin and Tijinin. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it says. I'm sure it's Bilderberg I, Stop Bank and something. But. Yeah, it's like stop, stop, stop screwing with us. Is these are German or Dutch? Uh, what a funny way to talk, huh? Uh, yeah, it's so bouncy, like yeah, Heineken. But um, hey, I, I, this was a, this was a messy one, guys. But I, I hope you guys uh, kept the kept the strain of thought that we were guys were, were following here. Again, the Bilderbergs are vanilla, but they're just so obviously like even if you read the notes, there's not much meat to grab onto. There's just a lot of theory, and that's what this show's about. It's about conspiracy yeah. theories. Um, some are more real than others. The reality of the Bilderbergs, though, is that we just simply don't know what the hell they're doing, and that adds to a lot of the mysticism of it, right? It's so weird. There's just... I mean, we'll never know. It was canceled last year, unfortunately, yeah, for like us. Yeah, like videotapes of like the Queen of England being there and stuff like that. Yeah. Although know, they're, they're fuzzy Margaret, enough. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher, before her career blew up. Jared, uh, we only we ever got around to, to talking about it, but Jared Kushner and... Uh, yeah, we did. We mentioned yeah, that earlier. Okay. Yeah, Jared Kushner went there and Pompeo. Um, yeah, no, it, it, people's, people's careers really seem to blossom very nicely after they visit the Bilderbergen, Bilderbergen grouping. Um, but you know, again, just thank you all for uh, tuning into another episode. Bilderberg group. We're going to get into some other uh, secret societies, more, uh, conspiratorial ones, even more so than the Bilderberg group. Hellfire is a, a popular one, Skull and Bones. Um, want to, want to start kind of digging into these secret societies just to kind of get back to the roots of conspiratorial shit. The reason that we did the New World Order for our big 100th is because it's almost like hitting a refresh and we're able to go back. Uh, what was our very first episode ever? It was like Witches and Magic was like the yeah. first one that we did. We did Cults, but we deleted that one because the audio was... Brandon wasn't on his audio game that he is now. And so we've we've perfected <laughs> the audio. So, you know, think of uh, episode 100 as a good time to get new people in because it's a good red pill. It's a good, uh, you know, uh, there's so many fucking pills that it, it used to be blue and red, but now there's black, white, orange, red, green. And I think there's a purple one too. It's just like people are making up these pills <laughs> and uh, realistically it's a great red pill and it's a good way to just kind of, uh, take someone that is either all about conspiracy or they don't like the idea of conspiracy, you can just, you know, introduce them to liberal minds and conservative minds and, and uh, you know, libertarian. In, in the middle, we have everyone in on this group uh, on episode 100. And we're trying to essentially 
not so much rebrand or reconstruct uh, our show, but it's just a great a great way to kind of go down, get back to basics of the crazy world that has been built. Some may call it a dangerous world, but some, um, you know, we would be a couple of those people. But you know, it's just it's all about uh, trying to have fun conversations and just you know educate people that are are a little bit uh, apprehensive of taking in this kind of information and at the same time having a good time. And all that we can do with these uh, with these elites is just kind of fuck with them and make 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 their life a sliver harder is all that we can really do there's not much we can do um unless you join the patreon because if you do that i hear that the bilderberg group really doesn't like if you uh just sign up for that three dollar tier at patreon (laughs) i mean i don't know what i gotta do to get you people to sign up i'm getting sick of asking but if you just do it uh you know things will be better things will, will start to look up and you know everything's gonna be gonna be a happy happy world and we can take these people down okay uh metaphorically not literally we're just going to you know go at them have little conversations here and there not fight against them in the way that trump meant before the insurrection like more the way that like nancy oh, pelosi God, don't not, start the way that nancy shit. pelosi was talking about nancy yeah. pelosi was literally talking about getting out in the streets Fighting, and rioting yes, yeah. so yeah um yeah no we're not talking about that but yes uh super super thankful for all you listening if you made it to this point it means you love the show tell a friend about it this is how we grow um and you know just can't thank you enough dangerous world pod on instagram uh dangerous world podcast at gmail and then we have a facebook and uh facebook group and a facebook page for dangerous world podcast just look at us on there gonna get into youtube and rumble a little bit do some more uh skits and some songs so uh you're gonna be seeing a lot more of us unless we get suicided so we'll we'll uh definitely talk to you guys very soon brace for it bitches peace